0: I do, and I don't. It's happening again, Kat. It is. It's happening again. It's it's another Monday. Of course, it's gonna happen. Why does it keep happening?
1: Because we keep making it happen, Joel.
0: Oh my goodness, that's I do and I don't show. Hmm. It's
1: everyone's favorite. Intimate Relationship Advice Podcast
0: Except for ours. We're so sick of it. I'm, Why do you make us do this? They
1: need us, Joel. They need our help.
0: If I wasn't such a superhero, I'd give up, but I I I know, like Peter Parker, I hate the responsibility, but I have to be there for the people that need me. With great
1: power comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. <laughs> To be honest, I could have stopped doing this podcast about like a year ago, but I just really like hanging out with you, so <laughs> that's why I'm here.
0: Yeah, like the podcast sucks, but <laughs> these I mean, afternoons are kind of nice. It's,
1: uh, it's on my calendar, like highlighted in a
0: pink. So you're telling me that if I said let's stop doing the podcast, but we can still hang out every few weeks and, and just
1: talk yeah, for hours, you'd be
0: like, "That's fine." Yes. Mm, you don't want to <laughs> give up the podcast. No, I do. Kat. I do love
1: the podcast as well. But part of why I love it is because I
0: really okay. like hanging out with well, you, let's, Joel. Let's not lie about it. You need the podcast.
1: I don't. No, no. You I,
0: need the podcast, <laughs> Kat. Admit it.
1: <laughs> why do I need the podcast? This
0: is why I have to do it. This is why I'm dragged into this podcast every day. You because I it. need it. You're obsessed with it. Why do I need it? I don't know why you need it. It's, it's, I think it's therapy for you. Is it therapeutic? Yeah, sometimes therapeutic. I feel like when you're talking about things, you're talking just about yourself and working through things all by yourself. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there as an audience member going, here's Kat talking about things that she's experienced <laughs> for herself again. This is her just her podcast, the cat podcast.
1: <laughs> How do you feel when you're watching me share personal details of my life?
0: I go, uh you know, it's admirable to explore the way you do. I would say that. Would you? Yeah, I would say that. Like you, you are somebody that's just like, I gotta figure this out. You know, and you get in there and you're like, and so people will ask us these questions, by the way, and send them to I Do and I Don't Show and to our website, like, and if that Facebook and stuff, I Do and I Don't Show, just Google it or whatever. And you'll take the questions and you'll find some sort of personal connection to them where you'll be like oh i've experienced this oh i've left a relationship and i've had a child i've been involved in that um and then you'll kind of explore those emotions and explore your own healing and even things that you're going through now Mm -hmm. through some of these questions
1: have you found the questions generally unrelatable or are you just like really quiet about your own Um, personal experience
0: sometimes i don't uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say, well, obviously I can speak to them. So like uh, in a general sense, relationally, mm-hmm. I get it, but I don't always sit there going like, yeah, been there, done that. <laughs> it's more like, no, that's dumb. This is what makes sense folks.
1: And is it, do you think this is because I have had more life experience? Cause I am a little bit older than you, but just a little tiny bit. Or do you think it's because you have been way more careful about cultivating your own peace?
0: I think it might be number two. Um, <laughs> 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 we have so much to learn from you're each not other. Because you're not substantially older than me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I've been... I, I, I also feel like I'm a bit of a um, alien, you know? I'm a bit of an extraterrestrial in the sense that I don't... I feel like I've always kind of been outside of the, you know any kind of community or any kind of group going, so, what's all this?
1: You know what's amazing to me? I have also felt like that forever, forever. Mm. Sometimes I feel like my deep dives into these experiences is to help myself feel more connected to the human experience. And
0: <laughs> Isn't that the human experience? This is weird. And, the,
1: and in my work with the journal therapy I've been doing, it is a collective statement with every person I've worked with that they have also felt outside of everyone else.
0: So is so it just the way everyone feels? I think it might be. Uh-oh.
1: Isn't that crazy?
0: We all, and this is why we all are so desperate for connection. And this is why during the COVID times, which are now over. I'm just joking. That's Some this, wishful this... <laughs> thinking
1: right there, two weeks down the road.
0: the All this uh, COVID nonsense has made that just brought that to the fore a little bit more and made us realize, uh oh, we really need our neighbors. I think not that, our literal neighbors. I think garbage, that
1: that's but. true for sure. I also think that this feeling that we're outside of the collective is probably what drives us to be pack animals.
0: And we have so it's so hard to like get into something because we we can never experience another person the way like the way they experience things. Mm-hmm. We're so our ego and not, like, I'm so egotistical, but, like, our ego, the yep. id, yep. is just so, like, that's all we know. Yeah. It's impossible to get, mm, like, get past that thing, you know? Um, so, anyway, this is I do <laughs> <laughs> We just dove right
1: into it. We there. ramble
0: about nothing for about half an hour and then call it a day.
1: But uh, people love our rambling, Joel. We can never stop because I need this therapy. (laughs) Should we get into our first question? Sure. Okay. At what point do you have to give up and stop trying to get your partner to meet you halfway? My partner's younger than I am and has never really been in therapy or done any kind of self-reflection or healing work. I feel like I have to teach them to be in the relationship. I know I have the skills to help them grow, but frankly, I'm exhausted. How can I know if my efforts will pay off?
0: Mm. Is that two questions in one? How do I make someone meet me halfway?
1: Yeah. When do you throw in the towel with trying to get someone to meet you halfway? Yeah. And and, how do you? And and if I do that,
0: will my efforts pay off? How do you
1: know if your efforts at trying to make the relationship work are ever going to pay off?
0: Well, we don't know. Let's answer that one first. You can't know. And uh, do they pay off, Cat?
1: when you're like constantly trying to get someone to change yeah. fuck no no so i'm like at first when we first started this podcast you have you have Joel this philosophy that you shouldn't really even enter into a relationship with someone until you are quite certain that you are aligned in a lot of really significant ways values values communication style right and at first, me, ha, ha ha I was like, oh, you know, but everyone's at a different step in their journey and maybe they just need like someone who can help elevate them and like teach them about communication. Now I'm like, fuck that. I'm 100% on your camp where like, sure, you could do all that work, but A, that's f- codependent as shit. And B, there are other people out there who are closer to your level of the things that matter most to you. And I think there's a huge difference between meeting someone who isn't as able to communicate, say, or as able to do the things that are important to you, who is willing to grow and who knows that they've been attracted to you because that's what they need in their life. And they're like, okay, this is going to be hard, but I want to do this. Versus someone who's just like not able to. And we have to identify
0: that, don't we? And like, so... Uh, just to bring this back to sex because, (laughs) (laughs) well, last week we were talking about the idea of, of, uh, you know, somebody was in a relationship and they weren't having sex anymore. and, And it brought up the idea that if you're with someone who's open sexually, then even if the mechanics aren't there right away, you can develop that. You can start a sexual relationship with someone who is, uh, just completely inexperienced, And you're like, okay, that's not how you suck a cock. (laughs) Or, you know, that's not what you want to do with this. Or, you know, you you don't even know what to do with your hands. Um, And you can work on those mechanics if that person's heart is open. Yeah. And if they're excited and they want to be a part of it. Yeah. And so th- that boils down to communication because sex is communication. And so if you can communicate with that person and they can they want to communicate with you and there's the openness there, then, yeah, by all means, uh, that can work. So if this person were to be fully there, not meeting you halfway, but be 100% like there, and you're like, hey, this is crazy. You This is a weird behavior that you're exhibiting right now. And they'd be like, what? I had no idea. Let me, uh, let's talk about this. Let me think about it. Okay, I'm going to try to adjust that. That's somebody who, like the sex metaphor, is willing and open and ready to change things up or try new things or experience different things. If someone's sitting there going, ah, uh, no, this is just how I do it. Or I'm not, what what are you doing with my leg? You know, if someone's like that, yeah. then, yeah, you can't drag them to halfway. No. And expect that that's going to work. No.
1: And also like this is where that theory of attachment comes into play too. I think because everyone has different attachment styles. And there it's not like the be all and end all, but it is a very important component of how we develop psychologically. And if you are with someone whose attachment style is really in contrast to your own, that's like a lifetime of behavior that they've developed. And even if they are willing to try to unlearn some of it and work through some of it to be more compatible, it's going to take a long time. And then you have to decide, like, how much patience do you have and how much of your life do you want to spend trying to make this work?
0: Right. So you become the therapist who is like, all right, let's break you down and rebuild you. And then, like... That's weird too, because you're doing that for to what end? In
1: no way, shape, or form should anyone be in a relationship where they feel like they have to give their partner therapy.
0: And I've been there. That's a talk about relatable. (laughs) I've been in a relationship where I worked hard as a therapist to say why why is this necessary? Is this uh, your relationship with your father? Is this, you know, there's this anger you're exhibiting from he is an angry person, so you think that this is appropriate behavior? Do you want this kind of thing in your relationships with me or with anyone? Is this a... And how did
1: did you feel while you were doing that?
0: Like, first of all, I felt exhausted and worn out and dragged down during the uh, behavioral problem. Like, so when I was up against the emotional outburst, it was horrible. It was (laughs) just brutal. And then afterwards to go, okay, I'm not going to just throw in the towel. I'm not just going to give up. I'm going to talk to this person about it. And I'm going to try to um, sort through it with them and go, why is this happening? That didn't feel as bad because I I truly cared about them. I love them. I want, I wanted it to work. I wanted to make it happen. So Mm -hmm. I was willing to um, put in that kind of effort to say, hey, it doesn't have to be like this.
1: And how much time did you devote to that?
0: This was time and it like this was, I think we stayed together for two years or something Mm. like that. And it was so much energy. The amount of energy is like time, fine, energy. And then a lot of the response was, well, you're trying to learn me this or learn, like it wasn't appreciated. Right. Sometimes it was just like, okay, yeah, I'll try, you know, whatever. And a lot of that, that I'll try is let me just stay in the relationship with you. I'll say what I need to say. And that's the other thing people do all the time is they, they, it's almost like getting away with it. If you've done something wrong, you get caught and then the person goes, okay, I'll forgive you, but you need to work on this thing. They go, yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah, and then sure. They, in their mind, they're going, okay, I got away with it. How many times can I get away with it? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to keep doing it if I keep getting away with it. Yep. This is a bit it's of enabling, an uh, aside. It's right? enabling, yeah. No,
1: it's not because I think, I don't think it's an aside because I think in these contexts where there are two very mismatched people, um, the behavior continues because it's tolerated and there are not boundaries put up. And yeah. usually these relationships end pretty quickly when people set healthy boundaries for themselves.
0: Right. And see, this was me just because I, I liked a lot about this person going, I wonder if I can just solve this one area. It wasn't even one area, but this 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 aspect of who they are. Now, that was a huge aspect of who they were. There, Like it, there was anger. There was like some sort of like... Uh, I don't want to say that being sure of yourself is wrong, but like I, it seems it maybe error. It's not arrogance. It's just like a, an incredible sensitivity that results in anger, defensiveness. About any, uh, defensiveness. Yeah. It, that's it. And it's just like I can't, I can't win. Mm-hmm. I can't fix this because I try to give ideas and tools. But to be honest, I'm not a therapist, even no. though this podcast makes it seem like, I am. <laughs> no. but I'm not a therapist. And I don't, I don't have those emotions. I don't have those feelings. I've never had to get over this stuff. I've never yeah. had to get through it. So I can't really speak intelligently to say like, this is what you need to do. All I can say is like, this is how I am Maybe try to be a little bit like don't care about this as much or, you know, look into what, like look at your father's behavior and say, is this what I want? Mm-hmm. You know, like those types of things, but you can't really you can't, solve it. You can't
1: do that work for someone else. It sounds to me like this person probably had some trauma that they hadn't resolved. I think so. Um, and if they're not doing that work, you can't possibly begin to help and you're just going to get all of the the. Shit basically.
0: Right. And it just over and over and over again happens and happens and happens until you go, okay, I can't solve it and I can't be with this. No, but not, this is this is not sustainable.
1: In a scenario where this person that you were with had said, I do want to get help and I do want to do the work something different happens there because then they're taking ownership and responsibility and it's not going to change things overnight. But if they're doing their work and then the two of you come together and maybe have a a therapist together, which I actually strongly recommend when you do have two very different attachment styles, the therapist creates space for each of you to be heard. And because that happens your partner now has a different awareness and you're able to come to them with a lot more vulnerability in the safety of the therapy space so that they understand more deeply and more profoundly how their behavior is affecting you and thereby affecting the relationship. So some beautiful stuff can happen. But if the person is shut down or they're not willing to do that work or they don't have the space or capacity or the patience for it, you are literally just wasting your energy and your time.
0: What I would hear... Is I'm not perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. I'm still going to make mistakes and those types of things, which are all true. Yeah. But they were said in an excusatory way. Mm. Like, I hey, look, I'll try, but yeah, I'm but not committing to fixing this. And
1: that's bullshit. If their imperfection is causing you to feel any sense that you are not safe or that you have to walk on eggshells or that right. you can't speak your truth. Yeah, And I say this because I have been there. Here I go. (laughs) Like I have been the person that has been volatile in relationship. And I have been the person that has created the sense of people having to walk on eggshells because like if you are a trauma survivor and things turn negative and you feel like you're getting activated, you go into fight, flight or freeze mode. And I was in fight mode most of the time. I felt like suddenly I had to protect myself in a way that was not rational at all based on like an interpersonal argument. Um, But that's not for my partner to take responsibility for or to have to deal with the repercussions of that's my shit. I need to figure out how to slow down that response. But if someone is going to be in relationship with me and they care to do that, they also have to understand what that process is like for me so that they can take steps like saying, we're not talking right now. We're going to put a pause on this and step away. So it's a whole fucking tangle. And we all have shit that we come to these parties with. But at the end of the day, if the person you're with isn't willing to do the work or isn't able to do the work, there's nothing you can do.
0: And, you know, I beg this person to figure it out. And I like, I wasn't like, I I didn't want to end it, but I was just like, please just figure like, I don't go to therapy. I don't know what you need to do, but look into it. Like try. Yeah. Don't just go. It's going to happen. I'll think you're right. I'll think about it. It's going to happen though. So no, but no, don't let it happen. Like find the way to solve it. But she kind of refused. And
1: how long did it take you to get over that? relationship what year is it <laughs> <laughs> 2021
0: Woohoo! i don't know it It. it uh it, it, i'm not sure it's hard to say six months ish ish i don't know i, I, I uh, my i'm not a, d- a dark person so i don't wallow too i did i'm sure i had my moments but you know i kind of pushed i think i pushed through
1: i th- I ask because I know like when you make the conscious choice to leave a relationship that you don't want to leave because you still have a lot of feeling, mm-hmm. I think it's really difficult to move through that afterwards. yeah it was
0: i f- i f- it, I think because the relationship was difficult from pretty early stages, the breakdown and and end of it sort of took took too long probably mm-hmm. so i was probably checked out earlier than it ended than it so ended. you know so you're already kind of moving past a lot of those emotions and then when it ended um yeah it was really it was it was a bummer and and even like ages after if i would go and revisit it like go in my mind you know remember and i think god man
1: if only, like, yeah, <laughs> uh, yep.
0: But that's not. I there's no way to have solved that. No, of course there isn't. Like, I because it's not for you to solve. No, and right? that's the... So it's just like if you if you just. So sometimes, like, I was. You're such an idiot. So like, not me. Her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why couldn't you like, just? Why couldn't
0: you just do that? It could have been great. Like, was there you're any so stupid?
1: Was there any part of you? Because these are these are some things that can happen in dynamics like this. So a was there any part of you that. Hoped that you would be enough to convince them that they needed to change.
0: Oh, for sure. Like be I thought, I thought that I could be a bit of a therapist in mm-hmm. that sense, and I even uh, there was a, there was a moment of like the clouds parting where it did work for a, a spell. Time. Yeah. Yep.
1: And then was there a component where, you, and this sounds horrible, but this happens where you were like. I have done so much work in this space. I've tried to be better myself. I've tried to help them be better. Now, if this doesn't work out, they're just going to go on and like oh, all that I, hard I work you, is going to yeah. work out with someone else. You've
0: mentioned that before. I didn't really have that one. I think I mentioned, I think I like while we were breaking up, I may have t- touched on that a bit, but it was more the way I really did it or thought of it and said it was look this isn't gonna work out we I can't be with you with with your you being like this mm-hmm. it's impossible for me which is horrible you know um, and look into this because when you find the next person it's gonna be the same thing yeah and only somebody who also has these angry defensive things is gonna put up, put up with it yeah. And then you guys are just going to be yelling at each like other. Like a tangle of cash. heads. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to be horrible.
1: And that's true. And so this is like total ego, total codependent shit when you are like, I don't I don't want to relinquish this so that it's going to work out down the road. Yeah. No,
0: I didn't have any of that. I, it was more, I hope that you figure it out so yeah. that down the that road you, you don't have that kind of relationship with someone because it's going to be horrible for them and it's going to be horrible for you. You don't need to live like this. And this
1: is it. And like you arrived at this awareness and I hope that this person who sent us this question can do the same where they can realize that they deserve to have that peace and the connection and not have to constantly struggle like yeah. this.
0: I mean, this walking on eggshells thing is so prominent and it comes in different forms in relationships. But it, it in, I mean, she didn't mention that. But if you have to walk on eggshells, how are you? possibly going to exist in a long-term relationship with yeah. someone if you ever feel that way in this case if this person's just not meeting you just <laughs> this halfway thing is as part of the problem i think it's like halfway yeah come to me and the, i'll come to you yeah it's not even going to be it's like we'll probably you know it's probably different times you 60-40.
1: Sometimes even a quarter of the way would be yeah, nice. Yeah,
0: come a bit, you know, I'll go a bit over there and then, you know, sometimes <laughs> you guys are just smashing through each other because you both want 100%. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's rarely ever 50-50. And,
0: but anyway, our advice is to end this stupid relationship. End this
1: relationship. <laughs> and like, just to touch quickly on walking on eggshells. So yeah. I think when people say that, they're automatically assuming one person's being really volatile in that situation. But I can say it is just as painful to have someone shut down completely. Mm-hmm. when you're in conflict with them. And it's just as damaging for that to happen as it is for someone to be reactive and loud. It just depends on how we're triggered, right? Like some people are very sensitive to people who raise their voices because they grew right. up in an environment where that was like untenable for them. Anyone who has an abandonment issue, the moment they raise a concern or start to get emotional and their their partner shuts down or has to walk away or leave the space, it's just as devastating. Mm-hmm. So in defense of... All of us reactive people. <laughs> There's that. Okay, number two. Are you ready? I'm ready. I very briefly dated a very lovely man a couple years ago. We were intimate and connected well, and then I had to deal with some rather unexpected huge life stuff. Long story short, the timing didn't work out. We both eventually ended up in other relationships. Now I'm single, and as far as I know, so is he. I'm curious about this lovely man. How can I make my interests known without feeling like I'm chasing him?
0: Well, without feeling like, you just have to lie to yourself, I guess. (laughs) I mean, you are chasing him. Mm -hmm. You have interests. So you will, it's hard to feel. I mean, I think they're saying, how do I do this without them feeling as though I'm chasing them? Right. Because how do we convince you to feel differently? That's a difficult question. (laughs)
1: Okay, so they didn't word it well, but...
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, they don't want to... F- they don't want to chase somebody. It could be somebody. that they don't want to feel like they're chasing somebody.
1: They don't want to chase somebody, basically. But they want to make their interests known. But so what's a nice, subtle way to do that?
0: This is just, like... Uh, slipping into people's DMs is just the the way that all the kids are doing it these days, isn't it?
1: Possibly, yeah.
0: I mean, that's what you were, you were saying. People are slipping into your DMs. Um... But yeah, I I would, uh, I mean, I don't think it, you know what, chase for goodness sakes, like make your, make your, it's not a chasing, make put your, a bid
1: out as yeah, you say, like
0: make your uh, intentions known. Just be Hey, like, let's hey. go for a
1: walk sometime.
0: But, but like be like, Hey, uh, are you are, like, you can even, are you seeing anyone? Are, I, I just, you know, Hey, I was thinking about you. Just notice your face. The, the, the comment on something. that, Oh, it, your uh, painting Look, I don't know if they paint. Your painting looks great. Or, uh, man, those work boots are really dirty. Whatever. And then go, uh, just thinking about you lately, I thought maybe we could get together sometime. Like, that's going to be so obvious. It's going to be like, oh, she wants to get. Yeah, I just remember how much fun we had, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Why don't okay. you just say it?
1: Like, how explicitly should they say it?
0: As explicitly as they possibly could wow i mean they don't have to who wait is this a guy or a girl
1: i think it's a girl if but it's it doesn't a, actually if it's say. a
0: guy he'd just be really subtle and like a few photos but what if and, it's a girl say you want him to eat your pussy wow <laughs> <laughs> no okay. you know it'd be nice to like you can you can be uh explicit without being explicit like you can be like um hey you know But i think it's like remembering like can be like, we had such a great time Are a couple years ago. Are right you dating now? anyone right now? Those types of things. It makes it obvious that, hey, you're looking for something. Uh, As opposed to, to let's happen. meet up
1: for a, a coffee and a walk, which yeah. could just be like a friend yeah. thing.
0: Let's okay. reminisce about the old times. You kind of want to put in there the that relationship aspect.
1: Okay, then in the interest of not chasing anyone, I think if this is in fact a woman, she should put it out there that she's interested once and then leave it.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you could also add at the... P.S., I'm not chasing you or anything. And then that'll really solve that problem. <laughs>
1: Very subtle. Very subtle.
0: Like, I'm not even, like, chasing you or anything, so, like, relax. But, like, would you like to go out sometime? Because, like, I'd really like to see you again. Um, yeah, just don't worry about the chasing or not chasing. Like, what does that even mean? You want to explore something with this guy. You want to see what happens. Go do it.
1: Okay. I'm going to follow Joel's advice there too. He might Go be like, it.
0: "Oh, I've, I'm married with three kids." Yeah, which was crazy to ha- happen in two years, but
1: that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of accomplishments to not. I was off.
0: actually married when we were seeing each other two <laughs> years ago too. P.S. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, you. I guess you don't really know where they're at, so just kind of maybe not be subtle. Don't be subtle about it, but only say it once.
0: Yeah, and you don't have to be like I miss your cock because that's too that's
1: too over the, top.
0: over the top. But he might love that. I mean, by the way, you were with this person. Like, there are people in my life that I've been with who, if they came up and they were like, "I miss your cock," I wouldn't be like, oh, shocked." I'd be like, "Well, this is how we communicated.
1: My my <laughs> cock hasn't gone anywhere."
0: So, like, I don't think that. I would I wouldn't certainly wouldn't be like, oh, they're chasing me. We had a thing. No, I'd be like, yeah, well, that's what kind of thing we had two years ago. Mm -hmm. And they're wanting that back. Then, you know, maybe if I were in a relationship, I'd be like, well, I would love to give it to you, but I'm, you know, seeing someone or, um, or if I'm not, but I'm not interested, maybe I could just say, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Of course, he's my cock. We we had some great times. Bye. He's a great
1: cock. (laughs) All right. Well, there you go. Number three. Yep. My partner and I have been experimenting with chastity cages to enhance our sexual relationship.
0: Cat side eyes me, <laughs> uh, and I, I go. That was what that rattle was this whole time. <laughs>
1: I, I have no real question about this, but I thought it would be something your listeners would find <laughs> intriguing. Plus, I want to hear Joel's take on the practice, so I can tell you that this is a man who wrote okay. this. Uh, so he is wearing a male chastity device.
0: Now, do you wear the, Do you know about this stuff, Cat?
1: I. Didn't I mean, I vaguely knew about it, but I definitely wanted to take a look because I was like, I think I know what it is, but I want to be sure.
0: My introduction to Chastity Belts um, is, I think it's um, Robin Hood Men in Tights <laughs> where Robin Hood is trying to get it on with Maid Marian and they take off her gown or whatever and she's wearing this, <laughs> this metal underwear with a big lock underwear. on the front of it.
1: Yeah,
0: And uh, so that's...
1: That was also my introduction to Chastity Belts, 100%.
0: Yeah, so that's a, and that's a fantastic movie. And then I think later on she's in some sort of a bath with floating breasts or something, or is that <laughs> just me? Um, no, wait, that's Austin awesome Powers. Anyway. It's,
1: I think the first blowjob I ever saw, too, was a Robin Hood-related incident. Huh? Like Alan Rickman, as the sheriff of Nottingham, was getting head in his throne, and that left a searing impact on me.
0: Can you suck it a little deeper? <laughs> I would really appreciate no. a little bit of a deeper. Terrible. I want to feel the back of your throat right now. Yeah,
1: imagine the Professor Snape porno fantasies that yes, are going on in it my head. It's <laughs> very
0: important to me to f- have you. S- oh, rest
1: in peace, Alan Rick. I would
0: love to feel your saliva all over my body. You have to stop.
1: You have to stop now. <laughs> I can't.
0: Damn you, that feels good.
1: I don't even remember the question. We just, oh yeah, the male chastity device. What okay, let's talk about chastity.
0: this. Uh, now they're male and female, but are they both doing it or he's, he's the one? He's only is... doing
1: it because okay. I, I had to do some follow-up with this one. <laughs> first of all, I was <laughs> Can like, I get involved? No, 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 no. Um, no. Well, uh, although I, at first I was like, yeah, no, I don't think I'd ever be into that. But then as I started to read about it, I was like, Oh, that's kind of
0: hot. So tell me about it.
1: I found this great article in Huffington Post, which is a very reliable source of quality information, <laughs> as we all know. But um, I was
0: going to read this article from The Sun, but it turned out <laughs> Post, Huffington it, Post. The
1: Huffington Post. This couple is.
0: There been was a bit on BuzzFeed, but I decided I'd just switch over <laughs> to the more.
1: <laughs> the, the far more scientifically researched Huffington Post. Yeah. But this couple has been experimenting with this idea that. Um, and he, he wears the chastity device and they do not look comfortable. Like some mm. of them are stainless steel, some of them are made of plastic. Um, but basically it prevents him from getting an erection and having any kind of sexual experience if she doesn't give that permission. Ah. And the way the article framed it was that it's like a contract between the two of them that like she is responsible for his pleasure. Oh. And that part made me go, huh, mm. I think I like that a little bit. Um, but this notion that like basically he can't even get an erection unless she's like set him free and given him permission. I, I, think, like, I've, okay.
0: I think I've heard a joke or maybe that was of coat of armor, the whole like,
1: mm-hmm. you know. Yep. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Like I've heard men express the notion that they like being told not to come until she wants them to. So this is like the next level version of that,
0: I think. Well, that's a, yeah, that's a bit of a different thing I as well, because being told not to come is like, I don't want it to be over. This is so good for me. I don't want it to be over. This is a bit of a twist on that, which is, I want to be in charge of you. Your pleasure. That control thing. This person's a sub now.
1: Oh yeah. It's a very submissive gesture, which typically I'm not really into, but like I said, I had a feeling when I read that. So I have to honor that.
0: Well, it's because you, you know that this person's desire is locked to you. Yeah. Maybe this is
1: like kind of rooted to my trust issues.
0: Possibly. And then you, (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) but you, you're there and, and like how exciting to like be completely locked up and not able to do anything. And then like, you're just teeming for that kind of, Uh
1: and how exciting to unleash that. Yeah. And and then just just like, like, okay, I will let you
0: free. And then it's just like, I'm getting sweaty all over again. (laughs) Is that what you call it?
1: Yep, <laughs> sweaty in my pants.
0: <laughs> why? Why am I sweating between my legs so much? Um, but yeah, uh, but how? So like, how, does it cup the butt? The butt cheek? Like, is it the size? No,
1: it's literally just a cage for the dick and the balls. Just
0: in the front. Yeah, yeah. And does he wear it all day long?
1: He can do. Yeah, that's the idea. Like, like you you, I guess you keep have it on. To,
0: yeah. And wow, and what? So, like, it's just hanging off your dick.
1: Yep, yeah, truly.
0: So, yeah, and then you walk around. You have to wear baggy pants because there's going to be some sort of
1: clanging, <laughs> <laughs> jangling of your balls. Is there a but key? There,
0: is there a lock and a key? Like you, like literally, there a man, is, you couldn't take it off yourself. There's
1: a way to. Yeah, he can't take it off himself. There's a, another component. I found a hilarious series of articles about someone who had manufactured. A version that is connected to Bluetooth.
0: Mm, and so, like, more like connected to blue balls. Am I right? Well,
1: you could use your device to free your partner. Oh. However, it was also subject to hacking. So, oh. people could keep your dick in lockdown <laughs> if they hacked into this chastity device. <laughs> who and I was like, who's
0: so aware of the hacking that they're These like, are some fucking
1: first world prob- problems of the highest order in this scenario where your like, dick and balls have been hacked
0: by. <laughs> and My who- cock's been hacked.
1: Conversely, I guess you could use that as an excuse as to why you were suddenly freed from your dick and balls. Yeah. Oh, prison. I'm so,
0: yeah, but baby, it, it, it's broken. I you got sma- hacked. That's, no, that's, no, I got hacked. No, you smashed it, babe. <laughs> no, I got hacked, I swear.
1: Yeah, so I thought, I thought that was a particularly her- hilarious spin on this whole idea. But I don't know. There you go, listeners. You can cage your dick and balls so that only your partner can give them any kind of pleasure or enjoyment
0: it's interesting that like i mean i i I, the physical thing of, of like actually having the cage is like next level because you can have the play these games like psychologically yes like you could just say don't you're not allowed to get hard don't get hard you know and and that is fun because you you know then they could tease you to yeah. get you hard and you're still not allowed, you're not allowed to come, you know. You can do those things without the uncomfortable uh, thing hanging off your balls. Because they
1: really don't look comfortable. <laughs> like, they really do not. And I guess maybe there's some pleasure derived from that, too.
0: But, yeah, I think that that's probably part of, you know, the, like, oh, my goodness, this is this is uh, crazy that, that this is happening, you know. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so I think it's a, I, I I'm sure I've experienced the reverse of that, not with a cage, but being in charge of someone's vagina mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, so I've had that play, had that sort of play uh, at a certain point. Um, but yeah, to have that reversed, I think I could get into it. I think that'd be a fun, like not maybe not forever, no, but not uh, as a lifestyle choice. Perhaps. Yeah, but certainly, yeah, pretty pretty fun stuff. And
1: like this prompted me to ask our listeners, please give us more fun deep dives into like things you've explored with your partner. We'll always keep you anonymous, but if you have something kind of, you know, a little offside that you've tried that's worked really well or for you. Or a lot offside. Or a lot offside. Let's talk about it because, you know, we are perpetually getting questions from people whose sex lives are lagging and they're like looking for ways to spice it up. Some real world practical applications would be lovely to hear from you.
0: And and Kat, you know, has she's told me off mic, she's done absolutely everything. It's not true. <laughs> So, but the, for something new like this, uh chastity thing, that's exciting, exciting for her because she's like, I oh. thought I had seen it all.
1: You know? Thanks, Jill. Uh, no, I have not <laughs> seen it all.
0: Uh, li- folks, thanks for listening to the show. Send us your questions and uh, weird sex... Uh, <laughs> wait, we should be more open yeah, and Yeah, weird. They're not weird. Cool. Creative. I would actually, because, I mean, this... The, these creative ideas and different things—they do make you go, "Hmm, this yeah. might be like." Fun I'll try. confess,
1: when I got the question, I was like, "Oh fuck, we're veering into the dark web now!" Like immediately, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, so, this yeah. is wild." But then I researched it, and I was like, "Well, it's kind of crazy and uncomfortable looking, but also I feel an erotic response to this article I'm reading." So something must be working here.
0: And I think that there's a—I uh, mean, especially when you're younger, you have like for many, many different types of. We were talking about the Satanist you deflowered. cat uh, <laughs> was drinking some water. Um, <laughs> and now it's coming out her nose. Um, we were talking about that Satanist you deflowered and and the whole idea of Satanism being so dark and scary. And then I was like, yeah, but in now as adults, you can Google it and learn that <laughs> it's really just a political group yeah. or an anti-political or, yep. or an anti-religious group or whatever. Um So in the same way, we go, oh, my goodness, there's people that are, like, putting cages on their balls. It's so, like, crazy and twisted. But then as adults, we can go, oh, these are people that want to play a certain game with each other. Uh And it's not so insane where it's just, like, this is dark shit. It's more like, oh, okay, they're just people. Yeah. And they're doing something that not all people are doing but there's a psychological reason for it and it could be hmm, a little bit playful, a little bit fun.
1: Keep your minds wide open, friends.
0: I think that's what we'll say. Have a beautiful week and keep your eyes wide. uh, (laughs) Keep your eyes wide shut. Keep your minds wide open.